0: Good evening, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Geeks Who Haunt. Tonight, I have with me, of course, as always, is Lord Commander Ulrich from Geeks With Shields.
1: Hello! You make it sound like I want to show up for all these bad movies, but I don't get a choice.
0: You see that, like, literally every single episode. Because
1: every single episode is like, hey, here's this crappy movie you gotta watch. Why do I have to watch it? Because we live together? That's not a reason.
0: (laughs) Anyway, tonight... We are talking about a movie that we just got out of, th- out of the theater seeing. This is going to be our first time talking together about what we thought. And we went and saw Scary
1: Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yay, yeah, a not crappy movie I didn't get force to see. A mediocre movie that was actually enjoyable.
0: And before we get going anywhere, this is a spoiler episode. All of my ep- episodes are spoilers, but if you're just listening to this one, this one is spoiler filled. Be warned.
1: Also mentioned, it's not intended as a review. If you want a review, go listen to real movie critics.
0: Yeah, I'm not a review place. I just like talking. I'm making about you watch things. terrible
1: horror movies, except for this one. <laughs> Yay! I was a good boy. I got rewarded.
0: So going into this, I didn't realize that it was a movie based on all three of the books. I had only ever read the one book with the skull on the front of it.
1: The most terrifying of the three. With that goddamn corncob pipe. Why does a skeleton have a corncob pipe? It doesn't have lungs. I don't know. See, that's one of the two things that haunted me as a child. One, that face, and two, that corncob pipe.
0: Okay, so I only knew a little bit of maybe what they were going to throw at me because supposedly they pulled together from all three books. And I have to say, at the very beginning, before, you know, they ever found Sarah... What was her last name? Bellows. Bellows. <laughs> Last. Uh, her book, it was very boring. I was wanting them just to get uh, all the stuff I was there for, which was the quote unquote horror and the practical effects and everything else.
1: I was really digging the atmosphere and the whole thing, though, like many people have said, I don't know why it was set in the 60s.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: know. Like, it doesn't really add anything to the story, except, like, a lot of people, again, have said maybe so they couldn't use cell phones. Yeah. But whenever movies ever cared about the law of cell phones, it would be exactly the same. It wouldn't be any difference. Or why not say that, you know, in the 90s when these books were popular? Oh, that would have been better. Because, I mean, that's kind of the audience you're going for. I don't think anyone under, let's say, 28. Mm. Maybe is gonna and know this. And 27. Yeah, I think I don't know. But like, like I said, this is a 90s. If you weren't growing up in the 90s, you probably never heard about it. These books were infamous for the fucked up imagery.
0: See, when I read these books as a kid and stuff, they didn't scare me. I thought the pictures were really interesting and disturbing, but they never
1: like scared me. Well, we've established you were a fucked up kid and a fucked up person, so it's
0: true. Like even though I am terrified of dolls of, in any form. Um, the the Puppet Goosebumps, Mr. Slappy, was that? Slappy. Slappy. Those were my favorite Goosebump books.
1: Well, those are the best written ones, let's be honest. Okay. But so anyway, creepy.
0: We're not here about Goosebumps, but I want to talk about the first death, Tommy, the
1: Scarecrow. Oh, no. Tommy was the Scarecrow. What's his name? It was like Humphrey. Was it Humphrey? Well, no, Humphre- the Scarecrow. The mean. Scarecrow's name was Harold. Humphrey. It was It was Harold. Humphrey's way too proper for a scarecrow. Whatever. Anyway,
0: but I was saying Tommy the Scarecrow because that's how I remember his name and what he became.
1: He was, like, wandered over from another movie. Who? Tommy. The character. Okay. The bully. Like... He was just really intense for this PG-13 movie. Well, it
0: was like he was constantly high on something. I didn't get it. He was drinking and stuff. That's not what alcohol
1: does to you. Like, he was sweating and...
0: Yeah, he was a really He looked creepy like uh, guy.
1: Bill Skarsgård, kind of out of makeup. You know, just kind of creepy and offsetting.
0: Mm, Bill Skarsgård is more attractive than he was.
1: I'm just saying, you know, Bill Skarsgård kind of gives you the heebie-jeebies on his own. And that's the vibe I was getting like, you wandered in from a much different movie.
0: He's like a serial killer in the making.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. He wandered over from a Stephen King movie, and they're just like, "Eh, you know, put him in.
0: But anyway, I felt that him becoming a scarecrow was quite poetic.
1: Well, yeah, and that's this movie's strength, at least for the first couple deaths, was that the story and the death made sense, and... Who damn? They weren't joking. This pushes right up on the barrier. What you can get away with PG thirteen, and it does it largely by body whore, Because body whore you can do a lot and go up. Oh, no blood.
0: Um, I'll get back to that later on. Um, but no, I really liked how they did. I'm gonna call Harold. I thought you said Humphrey.
1: No, I said Humphrey's too proper a name for Scarecrow's the name. Was anyway, Harold.
0: we'll call him H the Scarecrow
1: because
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can't agree on the name. I I don't know. I liked it, but i i leaned into ulrich and i was like that is a very grotesque scarecrow oh, even yeah. on its own like i wouldn't have that thing out in my crops well, no matter what yeah was that like
1: but it looked just like the illustration that's true. that's yeah the and they adapted the illustrations near perfectly they did which again that's most of what anybody remembers of these books were those illustrations yeah because they were fucking creepy and Beautifully done in that weird macabre way. But yeah, no, when he gets stabbed and straw pokes, I'm like, oh, it's an interesting way around the blood. And then he becomes a scarecrow uh-huh. slowly with the straw coming out of his mouth and his ears. And it's just, oh, oh, that's wrong. Mm. That is wrong in the most beautifully wrong way it can be.
0: You want to talk about wrong? You want to talk about the one that made me almost want to vomit? Was the second death? Augie and the toe oh. soup
1: yeah
0: oh my good god i have to say this death was the best suspense filled
1: <sighs> they could have drawn it a little bit longer I,
0: I know but it was out of all the deaths i got the chills i got the tense moments from this death i appreciated this death this was
1: a good one and it's funny because it's the story of taily poe but you don't know the story of taily poe so no. this was yeah that's pretty much story of taily poe people that know taily poe know what i'm talking about otherwise look it up it's a great story but yeah the only thing that would change is the suspense could have drawn a little bit longer with the where's my toe i know
0: but the way okay so he his parents are out of town on some trip or whatever and they didn't leave him any food but which crappy parents yeah i know um they find he finds a stew in the um, in the fridge he starts eating on it, but his friends are telling him, like, no, don't do this. You know, your your story's being written right now. Get Stop doing that and stuff like that. And then he eventually <sighs> takes a bite in there and he slowly pulls a fucking toe out of his mouth. And that whole time, he's pulling the toe out of his mouth. It's, like, decayed-looking and rotten, gross and everything. Toe. And I'm sitting there going, Hur! like, oh, my God. Like, oh, yeah. I wanted to vomit well, so much. The other thing
1: this movie has in its strength is they're almost all practical effects.
0: Oh, they are. They're all pra- – like, I've seen the things. They're all practical effects in costumes and stuff but they add just a little bit of CGI to clean up. Yeah.
1: That's the best way to do it. And I think maybe that was the, that was Del Toro's contribution because he's a producer. Mm -hmm. And I kind of was like, no, 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 if we're going to do this, let's make real things. And I got some buddies because of course, Del Toro has people that just make him terrifying monster creatures. Have you seen his house?
0: Yeah, It's literally full of those things. But anyway, I want to say, because like I said, this was my favorite one. And then from there, you know, he starts hearing the where's my toe stuff. And he starts running around through his house. And then the lights are shutting off. And he goes into his bedroom and stuff. And then finally, you see the creature just slowly, like, walk around the corner in the dark. And it's very unsettling to look at and stuff. And then it gets to the door. And he goes and hides underneath his bed. Like you and do. then all the music shuts off as the door snops, slowly turns and opens. And he's sitting there and everything is absolutely quiet nothing and you're just like oh fuck oh fuck and you can see it on his face too like he's trying not to freak out and he's looking around on the left and the right side and at the door and everything and nothing is there so he slowly comes out from the bed and then he turns he rolls and then he slowly sits up to look on top of the bed
1: (sighs) yeah he's looking for it's on top of the bed
0: and then it was underneath. And
1: the then bed. all of a sudden he feels a tug and he gets pulled under. And there it is, just right in his face. Uh-huh. And then it's the classic drugged, you know, nails on the war, you know, the wood pulling up the splinters as he goes, getting dragged under. Like I said, this one was good. I only just would have done racing a little bit more because the whole where's my toe thing is kind of undercut because it's his friend saying it at first. He yeah. only had a couple lines, but it would have been better had they played that up more and it was thump of the foot. Oh, yeah. And then, where's my toe? Thump of the foot. You know, just ratcheting up that tension. But here's the one thing I wonder. is like, stop eating the stew. Stop eating the stew. This movie kind of established, once it started, you're kind of boned. Yeah. I don't know if it would have made a difference if you ate the toe or not.
0: And then the third, she didn't die. Ruthie didn't die. But it was the third attempt, I guess, to say um, third story. she was bit on the face by a spider, and in the third story, she's in a play, you know, the, the bite keeps getting bigger and bigger, she goes to the bathroom to try and pop it or whatever, and a spider leg comes out. Yeah, And then she tugs on it, and then spider just digs out of the face and everything, and then spiders just come out of there and crawl all over her, and on the bathroom is like, spider-topia. Now, I have severe arachnophobia. The only part of this that bugged me, that I was like, no, stop tugging on it, was when the leg was there. Mm-hmm. I was just like, no, you don't fucking tug on that shit. You,
1: Yeah, that's when that movie's in its strongest, with the body whore, because she's got this big pulsating growth on her face with something moving under the surface, and that's just, you've instantly got, uh, and then the leg comes out, and you're like, oh, and then the spiders come out, and it's all CG spiders, mm-hmm. and I just, I don't know, that one felt rushed.
0: Yeah, because then she's, you know, they save her and then By she's throwing taken water off. on
1: her. Which, again, that's kind of, I, I don't understand why I don't know. they were able to stop that one or why it was like, Sarah Bellows, who is the whole evil spirit behind all this, was like, ah, oh, crap, water. Okay, I guess I'm done here.
0: And then, let me just say, this is where the movie starts to lose me.
1: Yeah, because, I don't know, I was thinking about the whole time, it's like, okay, your death's made sense they Uh were kind of told and now they're starting to feel a bit crowbarred in and we're starting to get more background character like there's a whole nother plot underneath this movie for these characters that we never really go into Uh that either should be flushed out or not in the movie Uh like little pick a direction because there's so much of that's like listen we wasted time on this you know needless subplot that we could have spent you know maybe figuring out a better payoff for the spider in the face.
0: Yeah, and just real quick, I guess the story all starts with, you know, it's Halloween, the kids are being chased by the bullies and stuff like that, and then they all, it's just very much paraphrasing. They find themselves at, you know, the old Bellows estate. It used to be a, you know, haunted a haunted house. the house
1: every town somehow has.
0: Yeah, but then a kid went missing, and then they boarded it up, and they all went inside, and they found a secret room, which turns out to be Sarah Bellows room and they find her book that she wrote all sorts of things in that you know all the kids would die from and stuff like that. And then she takes uh the book home. Yeah, Estella takes the book, but before she leaves, she goes, Sarah Bellows, tell me a story. she chants it over and over like Mary, uh
1: Bloody Mary. Bloody
0: Mary. Yeah. I love
1: it because there was someone in the back of our theater and heard Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, I know. Which was perfect. I hate movie talkers, but that guy got a pass because that is just a perk reaction. It's like, yeah, apparently if you say Sarah Bellows, tell me a story, she comes and murders you. And the first thing this girl does is... Yeah, and she even smiles and looks around like... she's a whore buff, but I'm a whore buff too. And I ain't ever going, you know, evil spirit, come fuck my face. That's just... You don't see those things. On the off chance it happens.
0: And anyway, all these deaths are happening and stuff. And so they start... looking into what happened and stuff. And that's kind of where she got screwed over. And in the end, you know, they just had to tell Sarah Bellows story and stuff to get her to stop doing all this.
1: (sighs) Yeah. So let's talk about the last two creatures because I liked both of the final creatures, but the way they got
0: there Mm -hmm.
1: became increasingly lazy.
0: Yeah. So they went to the hospital where find the records. Yeah. Where Sarah Bellows was committed and eventually killed herself and it he the um oh god what was his name i remember his
1: name but he's like i've been having this dream where this lady tells me this room is evil it's like ah oh, cool so that's what's gonna happen in this next scene glad that was you know introduced organically to the plot yeah it's like hey Slagathor i had this nightmare about the wolfman coming and chasing me i sure hope the wolfman isn't in this hospital yeah. and then the wolfman shows up and yeah and,
0: well, see, and Ulrich, you had a reaction to this lady. I don't know why. I don't. She doesn't get she me. She gave me
1: the heebie-jeebies. And this is the big bloated corpse one that was used in all the advertisements. With the long
0: black hair and the uh, weird smile. Yeah,
1: she's just got this creepy, and she's slowly walking towards the guy down the hallway from all four directions. And that was just—I don't know what it was. Whether it was the slowly approachingness of her, whether it was again how much that was the image.
0: I did like that when she finally caught up, when she finally got him and stuff like that, she had she had just a very satisfied smile on her face as so she slowly enveloped him into her body.
1: Yeah. Like I said, this was maybe just the body whore was so amped up, and the pacing on this one was good because she was slowly getting closer. He kept running, and no matter what he went, there she was, slowly coming towards him. And that I find unsettling as fuck. But here's the thing I was thinking, because eventually he's surrounded by four and they're all closing in for a bear hug. I'm like, Dude, juke her out. You can totally get around her. I know. I
0: kept thinking to myself, just, like, do a quick slide underneath one of, like, around some of these bitches or something. Like, do something. Like, I'd be fucking, like, somersaulting. Like, you can't
1: get me, bitch. I, I'm sorry. I played, you know, football as a lineman. I'm not the fastest juker, but I could have totally got around her <laughs> slowly waddling towards me. And, I mean, it was not implied there's no escape, but that one, again, the creature was crazy creepy as fuck mm-hmm. but the minute they said i've been having this time we're like no everything else was established you cut back to the scarecrow and how you hated the scarecrow and the scarecrow was there from the beginning and well the toe one kind of comes out of yeah. nowhere but at least it still it felt this one didn't need explaining it was like the story has picked you and then the spider one she kept talking about the spider and they kept referencing back to the bite and it even if the payoff was weak, it felt like it had been built to and established. And then
0: even the last death with um, – oh, God, what was his name? I just remember
1: – Then there's the sheriff with the whole um, – I can't remember. I couldn't figure forget what his name was. Like something died do he was a fall apart dude. And he was creepy as fuck.
0: Yeah, but he was there for the Mexican kid, uh, but the sheriff was in the way. So the sheriff got his neck stabbed and then, you know, he kept chasing the the last guy and stuff that like that. Because that was his story.
1: And it was like, again, that one came. All oh,
0: because he was. He's
1: from a campfire story I used to know as a kid. Like, oh, cool. Maybe tell us this campfire story because. I don't know what the hell this thing is, or why is but he just
0: kept saying like coward and stuff because well, he was a, he a draft was, dodger, which yeah. I
1: figured from the very beginning is like, oh okay, it's the seventies. He's a or sixties. He's a draft dodger. And to think, like this one also felt really half baked. Like cool creature design, but what the fuck is it? What what is mm-hmm. this story? I mean, oh god, he's crawling on his hands and no no body horror body horror body horror. Wait a second, wait a second. What's his? Oh god, he's back again.
0: Yeah,
1: he was creep again, creepy as fuck. No explanation as to what the hell he is, which is, again, when this movie was strongest. When they told you the story even leading in. Because the toe one. was well, some lady finds a toe in the front. Like, I'm going to put this in my stew. Which, again, I know it's Tay Pope. That one makes sense. But at least you had context of what this thing was, what it wanted, what it could do. Yeah. This was just creepy, fall-apart corpse guy chasing him like a spider. Which, uh,
0: And I know this was PG 13, and I know that, you know, even though it goes for us that, you know, had these books and stuff like that, you know, that they were kind of going for the newer audience and stuff. But I I was not very happy with the ending. I thought it was stupid that all they had to do was tell her story and get the truth out there that she really wasn't a child murderer and it was her family that was, uh, Murdering everybody with the mercury poisoning in the water and stuff like that. And then everything was better and That's stuff. That's just
1: the most cliched ending. It's. I
0: honestly wanted everybody to die. And then I wanted the book to fall somewhere. Like, you know, just appear somewhere more public. And some more people start reading it. And some more deaths start happening and stuff. Yeah. But no. After all that and stuff, Ruthie and Stella get together with her dad and they're trying to go well you're they're going kind of jumping trip. ahead
1: to the sequel bait yeah because it does end with and she writes her story in the book and all was forgiven like okay that's just kind of lame lazy you yeah mean, and i agree with you it would have been a lot maybe darker like the books where the books were dark as fuck sometimes if it just ended with and they all died and the book kept on killing but it doesn't explain like okay so she wrote these scary story for the kids got that and then her family Framed her for the murder of the children through corporate negligence. Cool, fine. Why does she have the powers to make the stories come alive? Remember, it's all the anger. Anger That doesn't explain anything. Anger does everything. No, and this is what I mean. In so many
0: horror movies, anger is the reason for all the fucking. Yeah,
1: there's that. But I feel like, okay, you had Stella, our main female character's whole abandonment issues with her mom as a subplot that doesn't really go anywhere.
0: No, she's just. You could have cut
1: out. And you could have given that to explaining more the logic and lore behind some of the stuff. Like I said, there's a lot of B-plot to this movie that doesn't really do anything or contribute in any way. I mean, what was the point of having him be a draft dodger except for him to end up getting shipped off at the end of the movie?
0: Yeah. I don't know. See, it was, like I said, it was a little bit boring starting up and stuff. I was really into it f- up until probably towards the climax of the movie and then I kind of fell with it, and I was ready for it to be over.
1: So I enjoyed it all the way through, but I would call this popcorn
0: whore. Yeah. And this
1: is a perfect for a Halloween party, or if you are like maybe 13, 14, 15 in that age range, you're going to eat this up because yeah. – if this is your first real visceral whore, this is perfect. The body whore is deeply unsettling. Uh, the creature design is really cool. You're not really there for a story, which, again, is what I call popcorn whore. Uh-huh. It has cool visuals. The story isn't there. You're going to forget about it in an hour. Uh-huh. It was fun. I enjoyed it all the way through, but it could have been so much better. And then this weird sequel, bait, like, and we're going to go out and find them because we know they're alive. It's like... Cool. You got two other books to adapt. That's fine. That's great. I'm not sure Scooby-Doo and The Book of Evil Evils is a movie I need to see. Yeah. I actually, scratch that. I totally want to see Scooby-Doo and The Book of Evil Evils.
0: Okay. So, overall rating score, what would you give it?
1: A C+. Plus. It's fun. I'm glad I watched it. It was enjoyable, but I wish it would have been so much better. I wish Del Toro did more than just produce and maybe help with the costumes. Yeah. Because that dude would have gone to some dark, dark stuff.
0: Yeah. I, at first I gave it a B minus, but I only did that because I thought Ulrich liked it, but I kind of agree with the C plus. That's kind of where I fall to. And by the time you listen to this, yes, this movie would have been out for a while. And yes, I did re- pre record this movie, uh, this uh episode. Get over it. I'm sorry. Go see this movie if you haven't. It's like he said, it's a great popcorn flick. Eat it with some popcorn. This is gonna come out around Halloween. We should have released it.
1: This would have made buku had they released yeah. it right before Halloween. A PG thirteen movie that your under eighteen crowd can go see.
0: Yeah. But yeah, go see it. Now plug your stuff.
1: Yeah, so I am on here. I finally talk about a good movie. There's a few and far between this season. Uh, If you know me at all, you probably know me from the Geeks with Shields podcast. If you don't know me, I do this brother podcast. This one, Geeks with Shields, with my co-host Axel Wright. Every week, we talk things nerdy, geeky, historical, whatever. It's pretty much whatever we think you, the listeners, would be interested in. We are, of course, on SoundCloud and Stitcher, a bunch of other places. Give us a listen if you like listening to me here. All right.
0: And listeners, I'm going to leave you with horde tip number 222 Burning evil doesn't work, it just brings it back for the sequel.